to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. My name is Angela Mondor, also known as the Geeky Girl. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about some amazing things to help you get over overgiving. Hi, and welcome to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. I am excited to talk to you today. And maybe it sounds silly, but really, five planning mistakes that we've all made. I've made them. Uh, I've learned from them. That's why I'm here to talk to you about them. I mean, we've probably made more than five, but let's talk about these five specifically. Okay. So you're ready to plan your business. You're ready to plan out like a, a launch. You're ready to plan anything. And what's some of the things that we do while we're planning? Sometimes we over plan. We think, oh, you know what? If I had all the things written down, And if I like plan this thing out to the millisecond as to what's going to happen from second to second in this year, this quarter, this month, this day, this project, this launch, we think if we had it all nailed down to seconds, it'll be easier. But when you over plan your time, you get frustrated because it doesn't occur the way you expected it to. Right? So if you had a plan in place that was do this from nine to nine 15 and do this from nine 15 to nine 45. And you had this one from 10 till two, whatever it was, get all those things listed. Bang, 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 bang. But the one you thought was going to take 15 minutes actually took you an hour. Now what? Okay. Over planning can be really, really bombarding, but time blocking is different. Okay. You can actually block off sections of time to work on specific things and allow yourself to work within that time block on those things, which is different than micromanaging your schedule. The time blocking works really well when you know how long things take. And if you don't already know how long things take, time blocking works really well to allow yourself to put some constraints on things. So with my ADHD brain, sometimes I like to go down, sometimes I find myself running down rabbit holes. I love to be in rabbit holes, but sometimes those rabbit holes take me down that path so long that I'm now behind in the other things I need to get done. Now there's a time and place for that. Some days I have the space to be able to just go down the rabbit hole and not worry about it. And other days there's things that happen. I have to, I'm in a meeting or I have to, you know, go to an appointment or I have other things that are, you know, time constraint on, on times. So knowing that I'm going to work on this new project and I'm going to do it from 12 till two or one till four or whatever, having that space and saying, I'm going to put one to four hours to it and go work on it is different than me saying, I'm going to do the whole project. I have to get it done within the hour. Okay. So time blocking allows you to a, if you know, something takes you half an hour. I mean, we time block all the time when we, when we set appointments, right? So We go to the doctor, we know how long that takes. We put that much time in our calendar. We have a meeting with a client. We know how much time that's going to take. We put it in the calendar. That's time blocking at its root form. And so now we just need to put it towards our business in the ways that we understand it. So if you understand your time real well, you can time block and say, it's going to take me this much time to write this blog post. I can put that much time in there. If you're unsure how long it's going to take you to write the blog post, so you can guesstimate and say, I will spend an hour writing this blog. If it's less, fantastic. If it's longer, well, I'll do it next. I'll, I'll move on and keep doing that task another time because I've got something else time blocked for another space. So time block can actually save you quite a bit when you're looking at over planning time. Now, mistake number two, <laughs> you don't have to do it all. 
a lot of times we think, oh my God, I need to do all of the things and I need to, to do all the planning. And that's not always the case. If you have a team with you, then why isn't your team helping you plan some things? Maybe you plan the overreaching 30,000 foot things, but then you're like, hey, I need you to take this 30,000 foot view and break that down for me into the different pieces that we're going to do throughout the year or throughout the quarter or whatever the case may be. So don't worry about uh, having to do all the planning or having to be the only one who's responsible for all that planning. That's okay too. But also when you are sitting there planning, you don't have to do it alone. You could have your team be part of that planning process. If you wanted to be part of it, all of it, you could actually be part of that by actually having them part of the meetings. Now, here's the caveat with this one. There can't, this is the pitfall. So I'm going to tell you about the pitfalls. I will. When you have too many cooks in the kitchen, when you have too many people who are trying to give opinions and ideas and thoughts, it can derail what's actually happening in your business. So it's really important that you and your managerial team, or just you, if you don't have a management team, have a clear set goal as to what you want to accomplish overall, right? So if you're having a yearly planning meeting, then you want to make sure that you know where you want to take your business within that year, because you don't want the entire team to take you down a direction you didn't want to go in. Um, and then when people come up with ideas, you can say, ah, you know what? Fantastic idea but let's table it because that one's not actually on plan trajectory where I want to go right now, but let's revisit it because maybe that'll be something good for an upcoming quarter or something if we needed a filler or if we needed to take that direction next year, or you can always table things for a later time. Okay. And it's really important for you and, or your management team to be able to take that role and say, okay, here, here's what we're going to focus on, but thanks for the idea. Let's target that at another time. Let's just table that. Okay. Now, number three, mistake number three, not scheduling your life outside work. Because here's the deal. We're really, really good at planning our time, planning our business. But what about our life? What are the things that you want to do in your life? As much as I say it in business, I say it for your life too. If you don't plan it, you don't do it. So if you have a goal to travel across the country this year in the summertime or at Christmas time or at spring break time or whatever it is, Put in the calendar. Block that time out for yourself. Make sure that you have that set in there. If you are going to, so this year, I am looking at paying more attention, looking after myself. I'll be booking my massages monthly. I'm going to be going to more acupuncture. I'm going to be doing more things that are for my body. And therefore, I'm taking the time to block that time out so that I have room for those things inside my business so that I can feel successful in my personal life as well as my business. Okay. Really, really important for you to be able to do that. If you don't do those things, your business will overrun your life. That's just the truth of it. It will definitely overrun your life 100%. So don't forget right, to schedule some of your life outside your business as well. Mistake number four, this is probably the mistake, the mistake that's keeping you from being successful. And that's because you forgot what the plan was. <laughs> Not only did you forget it, you didn't tell your team about it, or you told your team about it and they forgot about it and you didn't reinforce it, whatever. The plan is no good if you don't use it. And right now, lots of you are falling down right now because you're not reinforcing this plan that you created and you're allowing te your team to run amok. Just complete amok, amok, amok. <laughs> you're allowing them to choose whatever it is that they want to do. Maybe you bought a beautiful planner and you have the cool stickers and you have your ruler and your multicolored pens and you created this beautiful masterpiece that looks gorgeous last week or the week before or maybe December. And then you stuck it in a drawer. And then what? 
action is missing. And the only reason why you're not taking action is because you forgot the plan. Now, the other reason why you forgot the other, the other pitfall that happens if you forget your plan is that what ends up happening is your team takes you down the road you didn't want to go. So remember I talked to you just a few seconds ago and I said, you know, like you, when you have a bunch of people planning, you got to be careful because you don't want your team to take you down a direction you don't want to go. But if you're not following the plan now, I mean, chances are you look still looking at it today because we're in January. If you're listening to this when it came out live, uh, but if you're listening to this in like March or April, perhaps you've already said, oh crap, I forgot I put that plan down somewhere. I got to go find it. Because it happens, the shiny object ends. <laughs> so it's important for you to have something that you have that plan available to you all the time. That's why the Rockstar Planner is so important. It gets used every single day. And every single day you are that close to your plans because it's in the same book that you're creating your everyday planning stuff inside as well. So you're never far away from your plan. It's hard to miss it. It's hard to forget it when it's in the same book that you're using every single day. And it can still be beautiful. You can still have your washi tape and your beautiful pen marks all over it. And so that, my friend, is the best way to look after making sure that your plan is not forgotten and is that you actually see it all the damn time. Okay, mistake number five is not using the tools you have. So same thing I talked to you about with you know the, the planner. If you, if you don't have a planner, I suggest you getting a planner because writing things down is really good for the brain. Um, not just us neurodiverse people either, but also everyday brains. <laughs> so if you are neurodiverse or if you are uh, neurotypical, writing things down has been shown to be very successful and helpful for you to be able to get further with your goals than if you weren't, if you had not written them down. So if you have a planner, Fantastic. Don't stop using it. Don't put it away. Use it every day. If you don't have one yet and you need one, the Rockstar Master, or the Rockstar Planner is a really great way to go. And it's easy for you to implement the, uh, the steps in order to be able to make sure your goals and everything is right inside there and use it every day so that it doesn't get misplaced and so that you are actually close to your goals and looking at them all the time. Okay. Another thing is that uh, you may not be using your uh, systems. Maybe you put together a fantastic plan. You've got that plan inside ClickUp, I hope, or Asana or Trello, but ClickUp is fantastic. <laughs> not paying favorites. Really, I'm not. No, I really am. ClickUp's amazing. But you've got your plan and you've put it into your system and now you've broken it all out so that you know exactly what's supposed to happen with all the things inside your plan. But if you don't use a system, if you never, never open it, or if you don't use it, it becomes a mess, right? If you don't have, if you don't have your process in place on how you're going to handle it, then that is what is going to be a downfall as well. Now, other things that we don't use that we have tools of, sometimes it's the masterminds we're part of, or the courses that we've purchased, or there's a cornucopia of things that all of us sign up for all the time. I know last year I signed up for 99 courses for $99 or something. And there's a lot of fantastic information in there. Now, I didn't need all of those things. But throughout the year, I've used several of them. And the reason why I've used several of them is because each of them have a home inside my ClickUp. So when I go looking for, how do I do this thing on Pinterest? I just have to go look at all the courses I've purchased to find out which one's about Pinterest. Oh, how do I do this thing on TikTok? I'll go look for the course that's about that thing on TikTok. So the important thing is that when you sign up for these things, whether they're free or whether they're paid, that you have a space to be able to go back to them. Let's be honest. They are sitting in your inbox or your folder somewhere in your email system, but you're never going to find them. 
you have no idea how to look for them because they're all jumbled somewhere, right? Have a place for them, organize them. I mean, at the very least, if you don't have a, a, a ClickUp or an Asana or a Trello, if you don't have a space like ClickUp or a project management system, then at least, at the very least, make sure that they are in a folder inside their own folder or organize some way in your email so that you can easily find them. Because I can guarantee you, you've probably spent twice or if not three times the amount for a program because sometimes we forget what we have and we go buy something new. Ike. So <laughs> you want to make sure that you're actually going to use the tools you have and that you are in the right mastermind, that you're in the right courses, that you are surrounded by the right people so that they are supporting you in all the things that you're trying to do. So with that, I hope that you have a fantastic week. I hope that you not only plan your week, but you make sure that you're not over planning your time and that you are looking to figure out how you can delegate some of these things to your team members to create an amazing team environment and that you are making sure you have time for yourself outside of work. And <laughs> don't forget to look at your plan often. I encourage you, look at your plan monthly, quarterly, yearly, weekly even. Make sure that it's not too far away from each other and make sure that all the tools that you have are easy for you to use so that you can use them at your disposal whenever you need them. I hope you have a fantastic week. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. Your support means the world to me. You can find show notes for this episode and other goodies at overgiversanonymous.ca. And if you enjoyed this episode or you enjoyed the podcast in general, why not join us in the Overgivers Anonymous Facebook group where you can connect with overgivers from all over the world. Head on over to geekygirl.ca slash group. 